Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Wait, Syracuse is going to Ohio. That's cool. Why? Is Syracuse in the MAC yet? Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Twiggy, here as always with our good friend, the stump the stump uh we've got a great episode for you tonight we are talking about the the college football season which sort of started last week but really starts this week starts in earnest starts in earnest right that's that's how the the adults say it and then we have uh extensive discussion about the world cup qualifier window which starts when you're listening to this tonight so uh, we uh, we have Coach Jonathan here to talk college football, and then we will be joined by our good friends Ben and Kevin for the soccer stuff. Uh, uh, Coach Ben and Coach Kevin. I'm sorry. We you're right. Jason Garrett taught us that we we call everybody Coach. Longtime um, listener Jason Garrett. Longtime listener Jason Garrett, who's not even a coach. He's an offensive coordinator. Coordinator Jared. Um, everybody else is a coach. He's a coordinator. Uh, so what is what is this podcast brought to you by? This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Anchor app, the best free way to make a podcast with your friends. And it's also brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your employment and labor law needs. And recently and continuing college name, image and likeness needs. Yeah. Where, where, is there do they have a website? They do, and I'm going to pronounce it correctly this time. It is the Smith Management Workforce Group.com. You were close. Smith Workforce Management Group, and you can find them at smithworkforce.com. So let's get right into it with the soccer folks who I'm sure have no opinions about World Cup qualifiers and who we're going to play in El Salvador. And it won't be sad because Christian still has COVID. How are you doing, Coach Ben? Coach Ben is having a nightcap, so very well. What are we drinking? 
Oh, the bourbon, the Yellowstone. Haven't quite finished the bottle yet. So it's it's just sort of hanging out, hanging around. Yeah. Plus, uh, it was my fortieth birthday this summer, and I may have acquired several bottles through that the course of that event. Well, uh, as as we've said on the pod before, Mazel Tov on that. <laughs> um, I you know I was I was about to to try to do the John Malkovich hanging around from rounders and, and I realized like I I don't have that in the repertoire hanging around hanging around. yeah that's not good how you doing Coach anybody... Bay that man is money see <laughs> does anybody do more bad accents than John Malkovich it's so good it's so good oh. like do you have you heard his French accent in the Man in the Iron Mask I have yes oh it's amazing. Awful. <laughs> that, that movie is one of those movies where you like i watched that movie i think when i was like 13 or 14 um and i was like oh this movie's awesome and i got all into french history and then i watched it again as like a 26 year old and i was like oh this is awful <laughs> yeah i watched that like within the last two years i remember distinctly i distinctly remember thinking like is this supposed to be good yeah it is, it is bad <laughs> there's always those movies that you loved when you're a kid and you see as an adult and you're like oh no uh, Johnny Tsunami does not hold up. <laughs> I will not. I refuse to sully the memory. <laughs> um, all right. So because we're really awesome at timing things, uh, you want to talk about the the uh, World Cup qualifying roster? Yeah, they're going to have a <laughs> solid 12 hours to listen to it before it's before it's completely out of date. Um, and, and we'll and we'll we'll um, We'll preview the uh, the El Salvador game as well, and 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 talk about some other stuff, I guess. Uh, hey, Coach Kevin. Yellow. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I just had a red Gatorade Zero. <laughs> so you're either real hungover or just ran a marathon. Like what? Bike. <clears throat> um, I I I ran to get ice cream tonight, so. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd cap okay. it off with something, you know. It says Wait, you zero. Li- you literally ran, or you like ran over in your uh, car? Figuratively speaking, I ran over oh. in my car. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to give you credit. I thought you actually did run and then like treated yourself to ice cream as the result. No, um, and we we grilled wings for dinner as well. So not the not the healthiest <laughs> evening. I don't... Lemon pepper. Yes, and wait, 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 and buffalo <laughs> from Sprouts. That's called that's called a crossover episode. Yeah, seriously. Although, <laughs> it's not, synergy. Although it's weird because this one comes before the next one, so it's not a callback; it's a call forward looper. Anyways, um, <laughs> foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. That's what it's called. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's let's run through this this roster pretty quickly because I want to talk about the El Salvador game. Um, there are certain players who are not in it for obvious reasons now. I guess it was not obvious to people on Twitter at the time. Um, no, Greg Berhalter does not think that there are five center backs better or six center backs better than Chris Richards. He needed to be in Germany to get a move. Yep. It's fine. Relax. Yep, yep, yep. I will not uh, calm down. <laughs> uh, who, who else? Oh, um, he, he, he rates Matthew Hoppy. It's fine. He needed a move. Needed to do his medical. It's fine. Um, I feel like young players are not having a contest to see who can play in like the most amazing place. And Hoppy may have just won. <laughs> Mallorca, Mallorca does, I think, have pole position over uh, Venice. I do need to do a little bit more research on Tenerife, which I discovered is like 
right by the Canary Islands out, out yeah. of Spain. Tenerife is really that's like a vacation destination. Mm. I think Mallorca, I think Mallorca is too, but Tenerife is like is like their Caribbean. Yeah. Interesting. So, some uh some like middle of Spain team is trying to buy Ishak more and he's like, you know, I'm <laughs> the second division of Spain is my level. <laughs> well, it's like it's like would you rather play you know, relatively high level at Minnesota or you know, play at FIU? Like I don't know. San Diego State. Yeah, I mean everybody should go to Yeah, every everybody should always go to San Diego State. But um yeah, so Reggie can Oh, we didn't talk about this even though we should have Reggie Cannon uh, not moving to Fulham because the Portuguese team agreed but didn't have their paperwork ready to file is one of my favorite stories uh, of the summer. <laughs> that happened uh, with somebody's trade deadline or free agency and uh... Uh, in in the NBA. It was I, I can't remember who it was, but it was like a fifty million dollar fuck up. Yeah, uh, somebody, really bad. Yeah, somebody I. All, oh all no! Figure. It was also the Bengals. They somehow screwed up filing uh, AJ McCarron's paperwork or something. So let much less of a problem. That shit's yeah, always news. Re- really, really. People in all walk people in all walks of life are incompetent. Like it's so funny <laughs> to me because like that that's pretty obviously like the lawyer's fault. And like I'm just like I've I've been in situations where the <laughs> lawyer has screwed up. Not me ever, but like sometimes the lawyer screws up. And, like, the yelling that happens at lawyers when the lawyers fuck up is unlike any type of yelling <laughs> elsewhere in life. <laughs> because the lawyer's job is to be the adult in the room. So, so when, when Boa Vista finalized this and there, whoever was in charge of the negotiations looks over at the lawyer and is like, all right, let's file. And the lawyer's like, I'm going to need a couple hours. <laughs> I can't. Wait, what was the deadline again? <laughs> Oh, you wanted to see a draft by now. <laughs> like that. And, and I know that that's like, like it's like inside baseball for, because there's an associate there who's super fucked up. Like there is a, a, a third level general counsel at Boa Vista who's now out of a job. So wait, the partner isn't going to take the blame. Something, something, something runs downhill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> turtles all the way down, except instead of turtles, it's, it's just bad news. Um, Anyways, so in terms of the 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 roster itself, um, it's a little light on the midfielders, I guess. Um, but Yunus Musa was hurt, so what do you want? Like, like there's this like there's this segment of of U.S. men's national team fan that like thinks because Luca Dellatore had like a an okay game against a middle of the table Belgian team or or Dutch team, I don't remember what division he played or. Uh, country he plays in but like he he's somehow better than than christian rolled on well he's played like 30 minutes like literally 30 minutes for the usmnt and he he did flash during those 30 minutes but like it's 30 minutes yeah like, he played it's he played two good balls hour. like relax it, it, there's utility players too i don't because world cup qualifying we're gonna be on the road on in a sold out in front of a sold out crowd i don't know how many large soccer crowds there have been in El Salvador. I'm not familiar with what their COVID situation and protocol have been with their pro league, but I imagine the people are going to be pretty pumped up to be there. 
Mm-hmm. There, there's it, an it element. sold out in, in there. There was somebody reported, it and it was like a, I, I had to like press translate tweet, so I don't know if I'm getting the full thing, but I think it sold out like within an hour of the tweet, the tickets being released. Kristen Roldan does not strike. He, he the guy has steel. Like I really do believe that, and like he's going to be a, a useful player who can play a lot of positions. For, yeah. Versus Luca Delatore, who does a very specific thing at a despite being relatively unknown because there's just not enough film on him at a high level um, that just may not necessarily be needed. Well, uh, if you're upset about the 24th man on the roster, right? Like just take a breath, man. Like I think that 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 was like the, the, the largest tweet I've ever had, which is a testament to how small my Twitter feed is. Uh, But I was like, I I, I tweeted out like, dude, like y'all need to relax. Like we all agreed on 22 out of 26 here. Like have have a coke, like chill out. And with the amount of center center backs on this roster, like the the three four three three four two one, like you're only going to have two true midfielders probably on the field at a time. And it's, right. it's 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 going to be two out of like if 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 they are going to play, and it really looks like they're going to the three four two one. Mm-hmm. Like McKenney and Adams are going to be on the field when they need to be. And when they don't need to be, it's going to be Acosta and Lejet. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but you know, James Sands is like your your chess piece position guy that can you know you can move around. Would you say he's almost like a Gizmo? <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's my contribution for the night. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Oh, by the way, the, the phrase for dialing piece, in. the phrase chess piece bothers me because like I feel like it's used in football to represent a player who can do different things. When in real life, chess pieces are like are very clearly defined. They can only do one thing. <laughs> so it makes no sense. They all have one job. Yeah. Let, uh, I, and now I have this image of like of of James Sands can only pass the ball in L's. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe he's a queen. <laughs> uh, I I don't presume to know his personal life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, this this roster this lineup it's pretty much everybody who who you felt you needed to have right like the 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 people you need to have in a lineup if if we were making it is the three goalies who are here uh dest brooks jedi adams weston sergeant christian geo right like that's those are your your need to haves definitely Mm -hmm. um and then beyond that it's like Am I really going to get that upset because Walker Zimmerman is here instead of Eric Palmer Brown? Like, yeah. is that what I'm doing on a Tuesday night? No, like I don't. It's fine. Well, and given given what's happened to the wingers too, I think the the Geo as an eight dream is dead for this window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I, actually when the when the the lineup first came out, I actually thought that it meant Geo at the eight because five wingers, five midfielders says to me. Um, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna move down, but with way I hurt, like, there's no reason to do it. Um, I mean, your winger, yeah, your wingers for El Salvador are, you know, Aronson, Reyna and Conrad, like, that's it. Unless you want to count, unless you want to count, um, you know, uh, Roldan, Roldan. Or, or, or Sergeant who plays wing <laughs> Please for no. <laughs> club. <laughs> um, Although I, I, I don't think that he'll be playing on the wing. Yeah, I mean, it's and, – and the thing is, is that, like, Aronson – it's like, it's can you do the job? And can Brandon Aronson and Gio Reyna do the job in El Salvador? Yeah, probably. 
Um, but be better. Yeah, <laughs> have a nervous <laughs> breakdown, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Um, but the thing is, is that like the way that this this roster is constructed, it confirms that that Berhalter does not like chalk on the heels wingers. Um, you know, all of our all of our pretty much the the wingers we have are tens and and Conrad, which I don't even know what he does. Um, so so I th- I think that it's it's like a testament to to Berhalter believes in this new version of his system that's now changed five times and five windows but um to give you know, him credit I, though like do you i feel like he really is trying to put players in positions to succeed he's not being unusually rigid so yes the system keeps changing but it keeps making sense yeah right. I th- he's I adapting think with what's a bit adapting with gonna, what's available i was gonna say that's also kind of a sign of improvement the fact that he is willing to adapt to what he needs to do in order to make it work instead of just trying to shove square hole, square pegs in the round holes. Yeah, and, and I think what it is is that he's he's created a system whereby he the 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 models that he's chosen are the players that would start in an ideal world. So like yeah, your wingers who are starting in an ideal world are Geo and, and Christian and those are modified tens. So the system has modified tens. You know, the, the, the ideal center forward is a guy who drops back and drops in and links up and tries to play those balls. And that's Sargent. So, you know, it, it's sort of, it's unfortunate for players who don't fit that mold, um, you know, because they're playing in systems that maybe are not great for them. But we saw at the, at the, at the gold cup, like shit, we'll, we'll throw out a two striker system if we have to like, sure. Why not? It won't work. But he's he's pretty consistently, if you look at what the national team pool is, the system he puts out there tries to get as many of the best players on as possible. Like when he first took over and, you know, like two years ago, if you think about it, like our fullbacks back then were like Dest hadn't even decided to play for the U.S. yet. Like we had nothing at fullback. We had a bunch of good midfielders. So Daniel Lovitz was getting runs right like two years ago. What was his solution? He's like, well, we can get an extra center mid on if we put Adams at right back and kind of do the right back hybrid thing. So like, and then once we had all of a sudden we have 17 right backs, we're like, well, I guess we don't need to do that. So (laughs) it's like, it's adapted over time. Right. And it's like, okay, well, what is, what is Adam's best role? Well, there's a good argument to be made that as a single pivot six, he, he has the most impact. So, all right, single pivot six, let's do it. Um, you know, so I, I, I think that, that looking at this roster, looking at this lineup, you know, it's either the 4-3-3 three, three or the 3-4-3. Three, three. It'll be fine, um, but it's, it's on to the players, you know. Like, I, I think that there's a lot, there's a segment of our fan base uh, that really wants to hate Berhalter for reasons that are increasingly unclear to me. Um, because if you win trophies, then, then you're supposed to get a pass. All right. So let me ask you guys a question. And I've been thinking about this today and I have come up with like all these different permutations. So let's pretend he does go with a three man back line tomorrow night. Who are your three? Can I, can I answer in the worst way possible? Go for it. Reem Brooks and Zimmerman. (sighs) I don't think you get both. I I don't think, I don't think you ever, I don't think both lefties are ever out there. I think it's Reem or Brooks. No, no, no. I was, I was just trying to put out the oh. oldest and slowest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the actual yeah, that was, answer. That's like that the nightmare. Perfect. That's the nightmare panic button option. 
I think I think the actual answer is is Brooks, Robinson, Zimmerman. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but what if what if he wants to save Brooks for the last two? Is it then like Ream, Robinson, Zimmerman? I think you or could do Sands in the middle. Yeah, I think I you know. could do you could do Robinson, Sands, Zimmerman, because in the I think I think that if if I've learned anything from Burhalter over the the course of watching him, he likes things that have worked before. And like that, that mm-hmm. it, it sounds like trite, but that actually is a dangerous concept because what works against Martinique doesn't necessarily work against El Salvador. Um, I, I, but the, I think Miles Robinson works against anyone in the region. I agree. I agree. But I think the three man back of, of Robinson Sands Zimmerman worked really well against Haiti and Martinique. And so he, he might throw that out there against El Salvador. I actually think it would work. I just have this um, nagging feeling that Reem is going to be out there. Because he like he's one of the very few guys that has actual experience, and Berhalter seems to like he started Yedlin in the final against Mexico, and I think a big piece of that is because Yedlin had played against Mexico and knew what to expect. So I don't know. I just have I don't know. I I, I don't know if I hope I'm wrong or not, but I don't know. I I, I don't hate. I like look like I I would not be happy to see Reem in a starting lineup because I don't think that Reem at this point in his career is a useful on-field player which is a, a clarification that i need to make because i think that he's super useful in camp um i think that having players who are who have been there before are super useful to have on on, on the bench i don't know that you need him on the field and you know, i think i think like, that 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 the, the players who who have been there like they've been in dog fights christian has been in dog fights but he's not gonna be there oh that's a good point <laughs> Well, I mean, part of me agrees with you because, like, we've seen him get toasted by, you know, fast attackers. But on the other hand, he's kind of killing it in the championship right now. And is El Salvador better than a championship side? No, but that has been, like, the story of Tim Ring for, like, years now. Right? Uh, uh, what's Eric Lehigh was, like, the same way. He was, like, you know, freaking, you know player of the month time after time he, then he eric for, the rash <laughs> lehigh yeah, he played for nottingham forest Ew. right and, and he, he would keep coming over and like not performing and it made no sense um one thing worth noting for tim reem though he looked terrible against mexico and everyone wanted to retire him well he was playing as a out and out left back he was in a back four with with Brooks, McKenzie, and Dest. I, I don't think that he's going to be asked to do that in a three man back line. He's going to get to sit a little bit closer to the goal and probably yeah. be able to handle the stuff in front of him a bit better. Yeah, I mean, if he's out there with Robinson and um, with Robinson and Zimmerman, those guys I think are more than athletic enough to make up for his shortcomings. Well, I think I think playing him in a three man back with Robinson to his left and him on the left, like. They they understand each other. They know each other. I think that'd be fine. You're talking about with with, with Jedi Robinson up the field, correct? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I think that that's a reasonable thing. I, reasonable, reasonable. He should be that's to the level to, to, to. He should be to the level to to sit in and defend. I have watched no Fulham this year. I assume they play a three man back line. Is that a fair statement? Correct. Um. I don't know. It should work. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Well, so who, are, who are the two so, then? Like, who are the two midfielders in front of this mess? I think I think you got to go with 60 of, of Weston and Tyler. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the plan going into this game has to be uh, punch him in the mouth. You know, take the crowd out of it. Try to get a goal in the first 10 to 15. Play high, play, you know, press high, go fast to start. And then you can settle into that uh, apparently Burhalter TM 1-0 bullshit game. So I don't envy Burhalter at all here because El Salvador, I feel like, is the worst team we're playing. But they're first and away. The best team we're playing is Canada. But that's the home game. And then I feel like the hardest game of the three is the last at Honduras. So yeah. like, how do you plan? Like, do you run out? Like, I don't feel like you, I don't know. Do you play your best team in any of those three? Or do you like mishmash your like part A, part B team and all three of them? I don't know. So that's, so that's what I was going to bring up is if you have to see Tim Ream for one of the three games, which I kind of assume we're going to, which, which one of the three would you choose? And I, I think Ben makes a good point about it being the first one, so you kind of want to make a stronger statement. But I, I think the answer is El Salvador, right? Yeah, I, I think that it's El Salvador because I, I certainly don't want Reem out there with a, a, a Jonathan David bearing down on him. Right. Like, that sounds terrifying to me. Alfonso Davies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't I don't want to do that at all. Also, no. <laughs> um, so well, so I think I think that that you know having Reem out there with Jedi and and miles robinson um i i don't think it's terrible i think i think that 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 a, a robinson or a ream sandwich with robinson bread like works out oh my god that wasn't that wasn't even gross no it wasn't it was just really really contrived. So is your thought to put miles robinson in the middle to just provide cover to our other two centers so, so i'm actually thinking about this um and the way that i was thinking about this is that i actually want miles robinson essentially to play as like an old school libero like behind the two instead of stepping up into the midfield he's like literally cleaning up behind behind two otherwise he's the sweeper yeah (laughs) keeping everybody on side yeah like fuck it (laughs) um (laughs) like i i I, what i want is i want miles robinson to do on the back line what tyler adams usually does in front of the back line just like clean up everything um, and then you can play a little bit of a higher line because Reem and, and whoever's to the right of him, I guess, uh, I don't know, Mackenzie, whoever. Well, um, and the other thought here is I think Sands is the only one that can do the half center back, half defensive mid job. So if there's a three, maybe he's the middle of the three. 
Yeah, and then and then you just and then you just trust Robinson to make those those cut across. Yeah, Um, I think that I mean Brooks passes well. You can put him in the middle. I wouldn't be surprised if you start Brooks. You hope that you have the game under control by the fifty fifth minute, and you get him off the field and you bring on Sands. But you're only getting two starts out of Brooks. You're not getting three. So you you got to pick which two do you want. I th- I, th- I think you you saved Brooks for this one. I was actually I was actually somewhat surprised that he even traveled. I thought that he was going to stay back, and they were going to be like, "Oh yeah, he's 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 got a really bad eye ache." Yeah. All right, how, <laughs> he's how, old. How legitimate are are uh, Zach Stefan's back spasms? By the way, yeah, is this he, like the, I found out on the backup back spasms? Or is yeah, this he's like, got back spasms he actually... like. Yeah, he's got back spasms like the state of California had back spasms back when you needed a, a, subs- or a prescription for marijuana. <laughs> he doesn't have back spasms. Doctor said I need a becciotomy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like I, I don't buy that for a second. Um, I think that uh, and then that's the other bit of news is that Matt Turner's uh, confirmed starting uh, for the El Salvador game. Did Which, you see there's some um, guy out there on Twitter trying to prove that Zach or that uh, Matt Turner like made mistakes and I don't even know what's going on. He's trying to use data to prove that Matt Turner is bad. Just no. Zach Pruder filming this? <laughs> I don't no. even know. I no. kind of scrolled on by. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. I like <laughs> well if you no, see if you go to the back and to the left, you can clearly see that he let the ball <laughs> past it. There was a second spitter. <laughs> <laughs> like the the thing is, is that like saying the most of the the like the negative discourse about Matt Turner like just so misses the point. It's like, it's like if people were looking at Bartolo Colon and were like, "Yeah, but he's a career one ninety hitter." It's like, dude, fuck off. <laughs> That's not the point of Bartolo Colon. The point is waiting twenty years for that one home run, and it was great. Um, but like, that's the point is that it's like if you are if you're talking about Matt Turner's drawbacks with his feet, you're you're not a serious. Uh, commentator here. It's like, yeah, he's shitty with his feet. He's also saves most shots, which is the point. Um, yeah, they so, just, uh, I think John Muller is like the guy since I'm going to mess up the year. I think since 2019 or something, he has like saved 31 goals, whatever, however the stat works. The next best keeper in MLS is 19. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, He's really good. Uh, uh, so I, that article gets retweeted all the time, that John Muller article. Um, and it always makes me laugh that Matt Turner's uh, assessment of why he's good at saving shots is because he played dodgeball as a kid. <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. You can save a ball. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is that like, like what kind of dodgeball was he playing? Because Yeah, wait. You're supposed to avoid the ball. Like, is he right. thinking like, do the opposite of what I did. Do the opposite of what I did. Do the opposite of what I did. No, he was like the he was like the big ball. I'm gonna catch it, guy. Yeah, yeah, that usually ends up catching you in the face. It's a bad strategy. Well, these are elite athletes we're talking about who play at a international level on the Ocho or in the Ocho. In the Ocho, have you guys okay seen like all the the screen caps of like Matt Turner like smiling as he's saving the ball? <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, like he he has like the reverse of the the Michael Jordan tongue out, where it's like the Michael Jordan tongue out. We all like associate with like some weird anger sociopathic, yeah, yeah. And and Matt Turner just looks like sort of like a golden retriever, like (laughs) ball, ball. I got the ball. I got the ball. Uh, The replacements with with uh, John Favreau. 
I need yeah. you to get me the ball, Danny. I got you the ball. I got you the ball. I got you the ball. Okay, go sit down, Danny. Okay, thanks, coach. Uh, I think it's incredibly funny that he uh, canonically went to Michigan State in that movie. Yes. I think that that's very funny. Very that they, funny. Had, they had that character go to Michigan State. Uh, uh, I'm in the middle of pretending college football isn't happening, guys. You're harsh in my vibe here. Uh, I've got some very bad news about Saturday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, but so anyway, so, so going into this game, we, we've talked a little bit about every, every relevant person and position. Like we know who's, we, I, I feel like we know who's starting at most of these positions just out of necessity. Um, we have not talked about Ricardo Pepe, uh, and we probably should mention him because, uh, suck it, David Ochoa. And Ben's Photoshop skills. Also that. <laughs> it's my true passion. <laughs> it was really good, Ben. Thank you. Great job. I did have to Google the US PNG. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, an amateur outfit? <laughs> Where's the dot JPEG? Um USA JPEG. Um that right there, that's a that's a reference to a movie that nobody saw called Miss March, uh starring the uh gone but not forgotten Trevor Moore. So if any of you want to watch that movie, it is bad, but worth watching. Wow. That's why this is why our listeners, you know, <laughs> download and listen every week. It's for, uh, it's for word shit of that like reference. that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, so the, the, the premise of the movie is that a guy goes into a coma and then his uh, girlfriend who, when he went to the coma, he wakes up five years later and his girlfriend's off doing Playboy. Um, oh. So it's like R-rated uh, two weeks notice. Or not two weeks notice, uh, while you were sleeping. Never saw while you were sleeping, but yeah, sure. Um, so 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 then it just turns into like uh, that genre of movie that every like every teen comedy between like 2006 and 2011 was a road trip comedy. Um, I was gonna say that our encyclopedia knowledge of mid to late aughts teen sex comedies really unmatched is pretty useless. <laughs> well, it's it's I mean basically what what we're talking about here is uh. Sex Drive meets Road Trip, but with uh, Craig Robinson. Yeah, we saw we saw Sex Drive in the theaters. I'm pretty sure more than once. So, yep. like, you're seeing what we're dealing with here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so El Salvador. Let's go around the table. What what do we think the score is? <laughs> oh, ben, how about you go first? Oh dear heavens! One uh, <laughs> zero to the USA. Kevin, one zero, one one. I don't know. the 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 strictures of prediction mean that you have to be you have to commit to something so that we can we can make fun of you when you get it wrong. I'll say one one, and you can absolutely burn me down when we win three nothing. I'll be the happiest guy on the planet. I would at you, but you don't have Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't believe in the internet. Wise decision, my friend. <laughs> Greg, what do you got? Two one. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go uh, Dosa Cero because I'm an optimist. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and say that not having instant replay or sorry VAR as soccer calls it is gonna be an issue. That is terrifying. Oh my goodness! Do you remember That's... the Matt Beasler thing where, like, a guy like literally just fell down next to him and managed to get Matt Beasler sent off? Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is the level that we're looking at tomorrow night. And that, my friends, is called foreshadowing.
How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um... So here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can 
trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing. <clears throat> I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah, we uh, good. We have a we have a weekend of college football ahead of us. We do. I'm very excited for that. And it's like you know, we 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 tried to get excited about last week, and and certainly there was some fun to be had. But you know, Nebraska and Illinois is not really like a game you get up for. Uh, boy. Yeah, you I were, thought that you was hilarious. Doing- I mean, yes, but like there was no like investment. Uh, no, that I can concede. How you doing, Coach John? We are doing well. How are you folks today? Oh, you know, can't complain. Uh, so I think so. So this this episode will will obviously be dropping um, Thursday night. We are recording on Wednesday, so we we do not have thoughts on the UAB Jacksonville State game yet. Uh, that will have happened Wednesday night by the time you're listening to this. So uh, if something crazy happened, we apologize. We, we are not. Well, we can still have thoughts like Deion Sanders probably shouldn't be in charge of young men's lives after the whole prime prep thing. But regarding actual football, no, no. Not do, yet. Do, do you know what's fun about that? It's still not as bad as Bishop Sycamore. Uh, you are talking about exactly the wrong team. Jacksonville State, completely different school. Who's he coached for? Jackson State. Oh, all right. I stand corrected. Jacksonville State is notable for one time almost breaking the knee of Connor Cook. Okay. Right. Was that that was that that game, John? Um, the uh, so we played Jacksonville State once in football, and um, it was uh, you're exactly right. It's, I believe that was the Connor Cook uh, scary injury game. Ended up being um, not a close game by any stretch. Big Tony Lippett and, and Connor Cook game as well. But yeah, there was there was definitely a scare scare that day. And um, I remember uh, uh, there being some some words said afterwards about it. Some words were exchanged. Um, but there are some big games tonight, Thursday night, because again, despite the fact that we're recording this on Wednesday, it will be dropped on Thursday. Um, Ohio State has to go on the road in a Big Ten game to start the season on a Thursday night. Now, granted, that's Thursday night in Minneapolis, but still, 
I mean, that's that that could be something. I mean, you've got a redshirt freshman quarterback on the road. Um, I think that's probably a game I'll I'll at least have on in the background while I'm doing other things until it gets ugly. But uh, do, do what do you, what do you guys think? Is that is that game going to be uh, worthwhile, or or should should our listeners pass on that? I think we're at a stage where uh, beggars can't be choosers, and we'll watch the football we can watch. Um, I think we're going to know right away whether this is a good game or not. Uh, I think that, like a lot of people, I am expecting an Ohio State blowout, but who knows? Uh, There was uh, that instance uh, in 2014 where OSU kicked off the the season at home against Virginia Tech and and completely uh, crapped the bed, so... Um, there's, I'm sure Ohio state is going to be confident going into this game. They're confident all the time going into every game. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it seems like it'll be something to tune in. If nothing else, for, for those of us who are, who are fans of, of big 10 schools, it'll let you know what the best team looks like. And it'll let you know what an average team looks like. Uh, in other words, just talking about shitting the bed. Um, the first game, uh, tonight is in fact, the, the battle of, I don't know, Atlantic City, Temple v. Rutgers. I guess the the battle of the <laughs> suburb of Cherry Hill. <laughs> the battle for the soul of New Jersey. Yeah, I, I believe that. Would, are they playing that in Trenton in the halfway point? Or you, you would have hoped so, but it is going to be in Piscataway in the unfortunately named SHI Stadium. You provide your own tea. Well, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Wait, uh, so so we, we do not get that game in Trenton. Uh, that game is in Piscataway. Uh, if any of our listeners are, are in um, Central Jersey at the moment, you can go to that game for $8. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it is the second cheapest game on, on ESPN, like ESPN's ticket app. Uh, it is the second cheapest game. The cheapest game of tomorrow is... Ooh, can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Appalachian State ECU. That is the most expensive game. What? 67 bucks per ticket. Wow. That's an NFL stadium. How the hell are they going to sell that out? Don't worry about it. Uh, well, if that's the case, then I've got an extra ticket. If anybody wants to give me $67 for it. <laughs> uh, any of our North Carolina listeners, uh, that's on tip. Um, no, the cheapest ticket tomorrow is uh, University of Tennessee Martin versus uh, Western Kentucky who is relevant for our Michigan State listeners because Western Kentucky will be coming to Michigan State uh, in mid-October for homecoming. Yep. Um, but getting to, getting to sort of the meat of the schedule, we can, we can joke around about nothing games like Ohio State and Minnesota. Um, the meat of the schedule, you know, Friday, Friday night, we actually get uh, a ton of interesting-ish games. Um, you get games like, and, and not interesting because they'll be good because they won't be, but interesting because they will be weird. Like North Carolina, which has probably the most hype that North Carolina's had in ever. ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, goes to Blacksburg on a Friday night. Have fun. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, Fuentes has been wildly underperforming. So, yeah, that's but okay. there's. There's something terrifying about an ACC midweek and Friday night is still midweek as far as I'm concerned. Midweek night game. Like, I, I know that Michael Vick is not running out of the tunnel, but, you know, he might be. We're um, to the point where it might be Michael Vick Jr. pretty soon. Yeah, probably. I don't um, know if that's actually his son's name. Uh, in other weird news, Duke is going to Charlotte. 
They are playing a road what? game at Charlotte. What? At Jerry Richardson Stadium. Yeah. Duke, that's, Duke football forgot. doing something their uh, basketball team hasn't done in years and visit another school's campus. They don't like to. They don't like to do it. Um, and uh, so, so here's the, the, the games I want to get your takes on, okay? South Dakota going to Kansas. That's not South Dakota State. It's not the Jackrabbits. It's the other one. Can Kansas, would Kansas be the second or third best team in South Dakota? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you want to say it's Kansas, but you're not sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the ones where it's like, ah, that's, that's, that's going to be closer than Kansas wants. Um, the, uh, the official betting line on that game, uh, nope, it's off the board. Nobody wants it. Well, no, Kansas by by fifteen and a half. Uh, that's I it. Not, well, I, I guess would... San Diego played really well in the spring. Or not San Diego. South Dakota <laughs> played really well in the spring, right? No, South Dakota State played really well in the spring. South Dakota is an entirely different school. The South Dakota Coyotes. Well, not the Jackrabbits. Not no. the Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits are good. Coyotes not so good. Um, Michigan State goes to Northwestern. Michigan State is wearing some baller uniforms, but Mel Tucker refuses to give us any actual information about anything ever. Well, that's just funny. Um, baller uniforms. The, the, the information that we do know, and this is like more newsy than I want to be, but whatever, we'll get back to the jokes in a second, um, is that Ricky White is not playing. So there had been sort of rumblings on the message boards uh, for months that something was up there. Um, but there had been no official word about anything. And he came out with a tweet saying that he was not going to be playing due to some personal issues. Right. Uh, don't know what that means. But, um, you know, uh, hopefully he gets back soon and everything gets taken care of and there's no actual problems. And uh, he's, a, he's a talented wide receiver. He's useful on this team. Um, he is. It'd be good to have him. Good to have him. Speaking of which uh, – I don't know about you guys, but like as college football season like really gets into swing and gets gets going, I always find myself like looking back on the last year, um, and like looking at like highlight videos or or uh, Andy H R C M B on on YouTube. He he posts those sort of extended highlight packages. Y'all want to talk about how funny that Michigan Michigan State game was last year? <laughs> always. Um, it is it is like there's a there's a 16 minute video. Um, that, that sort of goes through all the good plays for Michigan State. Rocky Lombardi's not good at football. Like, he, he seems like a, a, a pretty good guy. He was a pretty good wrestler. He's not good at football. And he torched Michigan. Yep. Um, and it's funny. It's funny to watch. Also, well, it, is a, it has been pointed out before that uh, Rocky Lombardi was so confident in Vincent Gray sucking ass and his offensive line being able to stop Michigan's defensive line that he just sat back there and just scanned until he could find Vincent Gray. And then it was like, Oh, cool. That guy's open. Yeah, basically. Um, so the, the, the upshot is, is that Michigan state at Northwestern, um, you know, Ryan Field's not a problem. Um, you know, it's, it's usually, what would you say? Like 60% Michigan state, Jonathan, have you ever seen a game there? Or I have seen a game there. It's very fun. Um, for all of the reasons why drinking at a high school football game is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people 
pretty crappy football and at the end of the game you get to yeah the the one game i i did go there was unfortunately a defeat um it was the the game i want to say it was in 2017 the, the, uh, the triple, triple overtime yeah. and a rainstorm yeah oh um not ideal but um ryan field great time uh and and was planning on visiting again this weekend, but but I'm un, un, unable to unfortunately. That's unfortunate. But um, I think they, they they we talked about it previously. But their their quarterback is Clemson transfer uh, Hunter Johnson, who sucked the last time he played um, for Northwestern. Also, uh, in a very funny move, the Pac-12 has decided to counter-program uh, Michigan State's game with a Colorado game. I find that very funny. <laughs> yeah, but it's the introduction of the new Ralphie. It is the introduction of the new Ralphie. So uh, I think we're up to Ralphie six. About five. Do we know that? That's my uh, CTV. I literally watched this tweet like, I don't know, 45 minutes It is, it is Ralphie six. It's set to make their debut on Friday. Yes. I, I apologize. Um, all right. Well, Ralphie six, welcome to the show. Um Hopefully Michigan State doesn't want you because Michigan State takes what it wants from Colorado. At me, Boulder. <laughs> um, so on, on Saturday after we have we, we get rid of the, the personal stress of having a game that you care about, um, great slate. Uh, the, in, the, in the noon slot, we have Penn State versus Wisconsin. That's the game to watch. Um, at Wisconsin. So... Penn State has to open the season at 11 a.m. local in Camp Randall, uh, which sounds as miserable a start to the season as you can envision. Yeah, but I guess it's a, it's a little bit better because I don't know how hot Wisconsin is right now, but it's not 15 degrees and snowing. That's true, but it but like still, that's going to be a, a series of very drunk, drunk Badgers. Yes, uh, 100%. I assume this is also, if not their welcome week, it is – like after syllabus week. So there's nothing really that they're going to do from let's call it noon tomorrow until that kick. Yeah. That, that there's going to be a lot of not uh, behaving responsibly, but on the plus side, um, it'll be a good game. It's on Fox, I guess uh, in the, in the, so in the, in the three thirty slot, uh, Bama and Miami in Atlanta. So that's more or less a home game for Bama. Um, It'll be interesting for probably a quarter and a half, I guess. I don't even – I'm not even confident it'll be a quarter and a half. Did you see that hype video from Alabama? I'll tweet it out from the from the official account later. Um, but it's like it's like one of the Alabama defensive linemen talking about why Alabama doesn't talk shit. Well, because they don't need to. Yep, that is the takeaway. He's like, they all talk shit because they, they're trying to like get an advantage. We have the advantage. Yeah. We are the advantage, or like shit like that. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's good." I have to imagine if you're like playing Alabama, they're inside your head, like the minute you know that game is scheduled, so it could be three years in advance. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I I know people who played, you know, at Michigan who played against Alabama because they played against each other when we were in school, and uh, yeah, the the helmet helmet effect is real. Yeah. Um, Oh, I didn't even mention the most fun game of the day yet. Guess who Guess who the University of Texas welcomes on their opening night at 4.30 p.m. Texas receives a trip from the University of Louisiana, ranked number 23 in the country. 
Amazing. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. That's going to be a loss. Yeah, no, no, but but by the time the, the Miami-Alabama game is done, you can watch the entirety of Louisiana-Texas. And that's Stark's opening game, right? Yep. Great. Yep. Great. Um, for some reason, ESPN is, is playing West Virginia versus Maryland instead of Indiana at Iowa. Um, that's right. Because Indiana, Indiana they don't. Has, because Fox has the Big Ten contract? I think, no, no, ESPN gets secondary. So the 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 Fox game at that at that time period is Texas Louisiana. Um, so it, ESPN could have taken the the Iowa Indiana game. They chose not to, um, and so and and I feel bad for Indiana because they're coming off like probably the best season in our lifetimes. I think eighty seven was a pretty good year for them. No, I think that's right. I think it's like the best season they've had since like nineteen forty. Yeah. So. Uh, their their reward is that they get to open the season at Kinnick. Congratulations! <laughs> oh, and one. Have fun. Um, so uh, the night games are not all that interesting, unfortunately. Oregon State at Purdue will be dumb. That's on at seven. Uh, Texas Tech versus Houston might have twelve thousand passing yards. Yep. And then the the marquee game of the evening is Clemson Georgia in Charlotte. Uh, well, I mean, that could be a pretty uh, – that game is either going to be a horrible blowout or very interesting with no in-between. It kind of depends on if Kirby can counter Dabo at all. If not, that game is going to be like 40 to 20. Well, I'm, I'm much more interested to see if DJ Ungolele is as good as we all think he is because, like, there's a certain assumption that Clemson quarterbacks who are highly rated are going to play well because they um, have since Taj Boyd. But, Correct. Um, but we, we don't know that. We don't, we don't know how good he is. So game one, and, you know, obviously he played against Notre Dame last year and played well, but game one at Georgia, you know, or, or against Georgia and probably, I mean, Georgia fans will, will, will travel. That'll be probably 50, 50. Um, that'll be a difficult game. I, I, I do not, I do not envy him as, as that is the first game. Well, how much can you really learn about somebody when they're playing against a Kirby smart defense, right? Uh, a Kirby smart defense early in the year. Yeah, not much. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be an interesting game, though. It's on at uh, it's that's the seven thirty ABC game, and then nightcaps. You've got uh, oh, awesome, y'all, y'all. We, we we have a Utah State at Washington State at eleven p.m. That's gonna be the oh. dumbest thing of all time. <laughs> Do we know who Washington State's coach is gonna be? It's Rolovich still. Uh, does, has he, do we have any evidence that he has actually complied with the mandate? I think the fact that people stop tweeting about him is evidence. Fair enough. Oh, wait, no, no, I, I messed up. Um, there's the other game of note is that BYU versus Arizona in Vegas. So Mormons in oh. Vegas. Always funny. Uh, can we expect, um, kind of like a rotating Vegas game more frequently? Yes. Now that the NFL stadium is in there, and are, are they going to do it like every week? Will there just always be kind of a new invitational that they help that they hold at the Vegas stadium? Wouldn't it be funny that BYU, in in its independent playing a national schedule bullshit, essentially becomes the Las Vegas home team? <laughs> yeah, but then you don't get the BYU stadium, which is awesome. I really like the idea of of using this to in a way that bowl games are sometimes able to do, but scheduling just like extremely different fan bases and having them have to kind of share a Las Vegas together. 
So BYU versus LSU. Uh, uh, LSU, LSU will be at the Rose Bowl at uh, playing Chip Kelly. Yeah, sure. that makes sense. <laughs> oh, uh, West Virginia versus Northwestern kind of game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, see, I, I think BYU-Arizona is that. I mean, I, I, I've spent time in Tucson, Arizona, and I cannot imagine that, that there's a lot of godliness there. <laughs> uh, I think I saw this, somebody tweeted it, but um, I think the big one should be that from now on, Oregon State has to play Oklahoma State on Halloween every year in Vegas. Orange and black? Yep. Orange and black versus orange and black. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Is there is there another orange and black team that can be part of this invitational? There's got to be somewhere. Not with West- the acronym OSU. Yeah, That's right. True. That's the other thing. That's true. There's uh, like no there's like no identifying features. Right. Um, oh. We do get we do get a midnight Hawaii game. Um, it's not on television, as far as I can tell, which is how it should be. You'll find a janky ass stream, and it'll be two a.m. and you'll be like, "Why didn't I go to sleep three hours ago?" We're back, y'all. We're back. Uh, Sunday night, we get uh, Notre Dame at Florida State, which is fun. Also dumb. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't... That, that one's not going to be close, is it? Florida State still kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, but Notre Dame seems like it's, it's, it's due for one of those god-awful years. I, I don't know. When was the last time they really had one of those? 2016. Yeah. So that's – I mean <laughs> – Maybe, maybe Chip Kelly finally got his act together. Nope, that's Brian, not Chip Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Um, the line in that game is Notre Dame minus seven and a half, which I, that I feel seems like, really low. Yeah, I was gonna say like if I mean it's at it's at Doke, and it's on a Sunday of of Labor Day. Like I guess it could be a, a difficult. Well, Catholics can't play on Sunday, so. Uh, I I do not know what the laws are about playing on Sunday for Catholics. What is what is Notre Dame ranked? Nine. And what if Florida State's not ranked? No. Yeah, that <laughs> minus seven and a half is uh dis- if I was, you know, Brian Kelly, that would be disturbingly low. If I'm a Notre Dame fan, I'm worried about that. I mean uh, that to me feels like and, and it's weird because usually Notre Dame is inflated. Right? Like normally, you get the the Notre Dame bump because they have so they have so many fans who are willing, willing to bet on them, and they have the name. But I mean, th- this is saying that they're only what ten points better than Florida State because it's a it's a Florida State home game. Does that yep. sound right to you? <laughs> Give or take. That that doesn't sound right to me. That hasn't sounded right since Jimbo left. Yeah, Tallahassee. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Um, and then we we conclude our weekend. We have Labor Day. Uh, and it's the game that everybody wants in Atlanta, Georgia. You put your best for last, the main event, Louisville versus Lane Kiffin. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so here's Defense my question. Defense need not apply. Yeah, here's my question. Um, if you're, if you're a, a, pro, a, a, a place of business in Atlanta, Georgia, and you hear that Joey Freshwater is coming to town, what specials are you putting on the marquee to make sure that he visits your establishment? Now, I could be referring to any type of establishment here, but use your best judgment. What would you put out? Because I'm girls, putting out girls, lemon- girls. Oh, I'm putting out lemon pepper wings. 
He already oh. knows the girls are there. <laughs> Yo, Lou Will is right. The lemon pepper wings are unreal. Uh, I mean, I don't know if the specific lemon pepper wings are, are that good. I, I don't know if that's the point. There's only one way to find out, right? Uh, I, I, Pod I trip like, to Magic City, baby. <laughs> I suppose on, that, on Tuesday, like somebody's going to be like, all right, Lane, you took care of business against a team, you know, that you were expected to take care of business. Um, you're showing up a little unshaven and a little unkempt, and you're showing up late. Uh, where were you last night? And he'll just, you know, I was going, going to get some wings. Okay, how were they? That'll, that'll be how we know. Um, but so, so looking at this weekend, and, and we can talk about, oh, yeah, Michigan plays against Western at noon on Friday, or on Saturday, nobody cares. Uh, well, Western's this- currently challenging uh, the vac, not the vaccine. Yeah, the vaccine and mask mandate that they because Western mandated that student athletes get it, but not the broader athletic or not the broader student body. So I, <laughs> there might be some issues with that game. Oh, right. The the like the four girls, the four the the four girls like uh they won that injunction. Yeah. So I don't know. I know that it was specifically brought by the women's soccer, but I don't know what kind of uh, far-reaching effects it has because presumably uh, Western Michigan's football team is not 100% vaccinated. So I, I, I cannot, I cannot speak on that. I know that uh, it's a noon game. It's yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I, I think that, that, uh, friend of the pod angus mentioned today that michigan will be playing a 5-2 defense this year that's just so dumb (laughs) um on the goal line or in all instances (laughs) i I think base yeah base package is a 5-2 now your next question should be does michigan have great linebackers the answer is no then your next question should be does michigan have good linebackers the answer is again no then your next question would be does Michigan have okay linebackers? And you're like, eh, man, maybe. I mean, are, are they aware that flare screens are a thing? Like, you're allowed to throw the ball to the running back out of the backfield. No. Multiple times in the last, let's say, 15 years, Michigan's seasons have been defined by one single play being run over and over and over and over against their defense and just torturing them. Like... <laughs> sometimes it's a flare screen. Sometimes it's a running quarterback to run an option. Sometimes it's a crossing route, but like for, for as good of an academic school as Michigan is, I don't understand how these morons can't see patterns and be like, huh, maybe we should adjust. Uh, So I I think given last year's last year's issue was that they couldn't get a pass rush and they also couldn't defend a straight line running wide receiver. Um, C E G Ricky white. Uh, Like, it, I, I just, I don't think that they have any interest in, I, like, I don't get it. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. I don't understand how you go from the NFL and you, you become a defensive coordinator and you say, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to steal a defense. And, and everybody's like, great, cool. Steal that defense. Whose defense are you going to steal? Is it going to be Nick Saban's or, 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 or somebody from out West, like something interesting. You're like, nah, I'm going to steal Bo Schembechler's defense. Like you fucking idiots. Well, not only that, but he's coming from the Ravens. Like, I assume when they play defense in practice against Lamar fucking Jackson, they're not running a base five two. I mean, so, like, I, this can't be something he has 
subject matter expertise in? Uh, I, I'm certain I have no idea, um, but I, it'll be interesting. I, I doubt that that's actually what it ends up. Like I, I, I told Angus and, and I'll say it now, like I bet it's, it's probably closer to a three, four or, um, or like a four, three over or something like Michigan state forever played a four, three over that looked like it had five mm-hmm. on the line. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Chris Norman, I think was like the first one to do, or, uh, Danico's Allen. Um, so, so it'll be interesting, I guess, but that game will probably get out of hand quickly because, uh, I don't know, or maybe not, maybe it'll be a good game. Who knows? So outside of the, uh, the Michigan state game tomorrow night and, um, the inevitable stupidity of like Tennessee losing to Bowling Green, which will be great. Shout uh, out Joe Milton. <laughs> shout out Joe, Joe Milton. What ga- what games are you guys, uh, like circling other than the, the obvious Greg, any, any games you're, you're specifically looking forward to? I mean, if, yeah, it's obvious, but Louisville will miss, obviously, because, you know, defense need not apply. I'm also really interested to see how, one, how Ugalele plays, you know, when he knows that he's the unquestioned guy. And also, uh, anytime Kirby Smart has to, like, think, it's funny. That's true. Uh, Jonathan, what do you think? I'm sorry, what was, what was the question? <laughs> professional podcast what what game uh outside of the obvious are you looking forward to um i am in a wedding this weekend so i am most looking forward to uh these thursday and these friday games um and actually i just found out about this sunday night game i might actually get to watch some of that um so that one's pretty exciting too um so i'll I'll say minnesota and ohio state um always good to uh Always good to to start uh, the season off uh, in a night game and at the TCF Bank Stadium. So, Skiuma. Um, I'm really excited about at 7 p.m. There's a Texas Tech versus Houston game in Houston, um, which I think will be real dumb. And then uh, I just saw this. Baylor, for some reason, is going to Texas State. Like, they're playing at San Marcos or at Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos, Texas. Hmm. I have no bets? idea why. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Um, uh, that seems like somebody lost a bet. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Huh. Um, is Houston expected to have any like Ida tropical storm after shit after effects? Because Houston, Texas Tech in rain does not sound fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sounds way fun, dude. That's gonna be like the cheese it bowl. Yeah, but neither of those teams knows how to run the ball. So, like, what are they going to do? Just What's that going to be, like, 15 fumbles? Uh, ideally, yeah. All right, fine. I stand corrected. <laughs> Special thank you to our guests, Coach Jonathan, who you can't find on the internet, uh, Kevin, who you can't find on the internet, and Ben, who you can find multiple places on the internet. You can find him at BL Herald on Twitter, or you can find him at halfspaces.com. Uh, Greg, can I find you on Twitter? You can. I am at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 on Twitter. And uh, you can find all of us, but mostly me. But sometimes other people. I, I, it, like it says Asa on it, but I, I'm probably tweeting from it 90% of the time. 10% of the time it's somewhere else. But that's at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, where we are talking, whatever comes up. You know, If you add us, we'll usually respond. And if we don't respond, it's because you're being mean. Yeah, only we can be mean. And even then. 
we we we're not on Instagram. Uh, we're working on it. We'll get that up and running shortly, I'm sure. Um, uh, sponsors, thank you to the Anchor app, uh, as always, and the Smith Workforce Management Group uh, for paying us in breakfast tacos. We'll assume that those shipments are coming soon. Um, and thank you to the listeners. Um, Greg, where can they find us? They can find us where you get wherever you get your podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts. Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever their terminology is, and give us five stars because five stars make us feel really good about ourselves. And sometimes we need to feel really good about ourselves. I mean, you listen to us, you know. But thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Adios. Social Podcast Network.